Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, uno, dos, tres. Hello again, fellow cinema appreciation people, cineistas in Espanol, uh, to another exploration of uh, stories from the, the world of cinema, the world of movie making, all from our vantage point in Oaxaca, in southern Mexico. I'm your amiable host, Roger Mexico, and we hope everyone is seeing great movies. There's there's so much to be seen, so much to be understood, so much to be interpreted. Uh, assisting us today, we're quite fortunate uh, to have uh, in studio a, uh, a critic, and I, I believe he's made a couple of films as well, but mostly known for his film criticism. Uh, French, uh, we know that the, the French have a, a great history of uh, film criticism through people like uh, Godard, of course, and uh, Truffaut, and uh, all these folks that came out of the French New Wave, uh, essentially started as journalists or critics, and then moved on into filmmaking. And, and my, my guest today uh, has made a specialty of this particular era of filmmaking known as uh, the New Wave Nouvelle Vogue, uh, which which brought so much so much vitality and innovation and uh, energy to to the whole process of filmmaking and changed I think changed literally the the face of of contemporary films. So with us today, without further ado, is the editor of uh, Le Vision de Villain, and also uh, he teaches uh, on the faculty of the the media department at the Sorbonne. And uh, he's done a lot of other things. He's quite an adventurer in his own right. Uh, let's let's bring him in now. I see he's coming in now. Here is Luis Aragon de Croix. Excellent. Applause, applause, applause. Welcome, Luis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What I see? Uh, just just sit sit here. We we have this nice uh, seat for you and some some. Coffee or tea, if you like. Oh, that would be good. I won't let the coffee or tea. Uh, Henri, where do I begin? I mean, you're a man in his 60s, I believe. 63 years old. Uh, so you were not certainly alive during this period of the Nouvelle Vague, New Wave, any of that, but you have chosen it as your study. Yes, I have, because I feel that this period of uh, film making, uh, film innovation is very important, and I have always been attracted to this particular era of filmmaking. I understand that you spent some time with... Uh, Jean-Luc Godard uh, in, in uh, I believe it was Switzerland, uh, visiting him for, for a book that you, that you uh, did on him, along with the photographer René Fitt. Uh, how, how was that? What was that experience like, Godard? Well, I can remember very well arriving in Zurich, Switzerland, and then we were taken by private car to Godard's residence on the edge of Lake Fafi. He greeted us himself at the door, 
very, very warmly, very warmly. He was smoking a pipe. He was wearing a jacket. He brought us into his rooms. And we began to talk. And I, my first question, my first, can you imagine, what was your first question? I'm, I'm struggling to think what I might have asked him uh, out of the gate. Well, I asked him first, did you, did you have relationship with these women that were the actresses in your film? What? Oh, well, that's rather personal. I mean, you, you really, you really had the, uh, the courage. To- yes, I did. And I said, did you poke them? And he said, yes, I had relations with Catherine Deneuve. I had relationship with Anna Levy. Well, also, he said, I have relationship with René Papi. And he was very, very adamant uh, to suppress any, any rumor that he had had an affair with Jean Paul Belmondo. <laughs> well, that would have been something, you know, my... I think Belmondo was a pretty macho guy. Yes, he was, but I'll tell you the truth. He enjoyed both sides of the fence. Oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's quite a, that's quite a, a statement there. Um, what do you think is important, uh, in the education of, of a filmmaker as you see it as a critic? Well, first of all, it is important to live your life fully. Many people live a life of quiet frustration, sitting behind a desk in front of a computer, and their dreams are never realized. Filmmakers make their dreams reality. Oh, it's not easy. I could tell you stories. There was one filmmaker I remember, 19, in the 70s, I believe it was. His name was Carlos Fater. What, what was it, Carlos? See, Carlos Fatieu. Fatieu? See, ah, very good pronunciation. Carlos had a dream. He wanted to make the definitive film on the filmmaker Carl Dreyer. Do you know who he is? Of course, um, Carl Dreyer, very the essential, essential uh, uh, filmmaker, a brilliant genius, started... Started it all, really, didn't he? Yes. So Carl Dreyer had a car, and he would drive every day in his car. This is Carl Dreyer uh, driving his car? Yes, driving his car through the countryside. And from this activity, ideas would come to him for future film projects while driving, you know, his mind in kind of a meditative state. And then he crashed and killed killed the family on the road. A tragic. Killed them. Ran them over. Killed them immediately while he was dreaming his next movie. Killed them. The family. Oh, I think I remember reading about that. That that he did run over a... I think there were... A, it was the whole family. It was six people, right? Yes, and a, a two two family friends. So there were eight people altogether, killed them. A big pile of people dead in the road. Carl Dreyer killed them. Boy, I wonder, how did he recover from that? Carl Dreyer, for the rest of his life, lamented this horrible crisis. 
He didn't feel good about it. He was very sad his whole life. But his dedication to cinema allowed him to continue. And if you see any film that he made after this horrible accident, there's always a car. Yes, there's always a car. Do you notice this? Generally entering from frame right, crossing the screen, exiting left. And then you hear a horn, beep, 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 like that, every film. And this was an homage, if you will, to the people that suffered on that terrible, fateful day. Well, Henri, what, what, what new projects do you, do you have, uh, uh, coming up? What, what films are you seeing, criticizing, and recommending? Oh, there are so many. There is a film by, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Roberto Fatu, 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 I think Fatu. Ah, Fatu. I, I remember his film about the Chinese immigrants in Canada. Yes. Uh, La Tune, La Tune, yes. He has a new film coming out about a dog. A dog? It's a, it's an animal movie like, like Disney. Far from Disney. This dog not only can talk, but he can read the minds of the human beings. And so, naturally, the evil people, the bad people want to take him and use his talent for reading the minds, and they do. He is kidnapped. And I won't tell you much more about this. Spoiler alert! But when George Clooney enters the film about maybe one-third away as the American investigator. Look out. Fireworks and sparks. I will not go any further, but I certainly reckon this film. Well, Henri, we, we thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to, to, to talk with us here in Oaxaca, in southern Mexico, our little cinema show. And we do wish you all the best. Do you have any suggestions or uh, advice for uh, aspiring filmmakers. Yes. Get the money. Get the money from the people. Take the money. Make the movie. But get the money. You need the money. You, you have, you need money. So get the money first. I don't care how you get it. Rob a bank. Kidnap a people. Steal it from the church. Whatever it takes, get the money. The money is the basis for all production, and then you make art. But without money, you're eating cereal every morning instead of sirloin steak. All right, then. Thank you very much, Henri. Uh, as we say, uh, bonjour, bonsoir, and merci beaucoup. Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, uno, dos, tres. Hello again, fellow cinema appreciation people, cineastas in Espanol, uh, to another exploration of uh, stories from the, the world of cinema, the world of movie making, all from our vantage point in Oaxaca, in southern Mexico. I'm your amiable host, Roger Mexico. And we hope everyone is seeing great movies. There's 
there's so much to be seen, so much to be understood, so much to be interpreted, uh, assisting us today. We're, we're quite fortunate, uh, to have, uh, in studio a, uh, a critic. And I, I believe he's made a couple of films as well, but mostly known for his film criticism. Uh, French, uh, we know that the, the French have a, a great history of, uh, film criticism through people like, uh, Godard, of course, and, uh, Truffaut, and, uh, all these folks that came out of the French New Wave, uh, essentially started as journalists or critics and then moved on into filmmaking. And, and my, my guest today, uh, has made a specialty of this particular era of filmmaking known as, uh, the new wave Nouvelle Vogue, uh, which, which brought so much, so much vitality and innovation and, uh, energy to, to the whole process of filmmaking and changed, I think changed literally the, the face of, of contemporary films. So with us today, without further ado, is the editor of uh, Le Vision de Villain, and also uh, he teaches uh, on the faculty of the, the media department at the Sorbonne, and uh, he's done a lot of other things. He's quite an adventurer in his own right. Uh, let's, let's bring him in now. I see he's coming in now. Here is Luis Aragon de Croix. Excellent. Applause, applause, applause. Welcome, Luis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What I see? Uh, just, just sit, sit here. We, we have this nice uh, seat for you and some, some coffee or tea if you like. Oh, that would be good. I won't let the coffee and tea. Uh, Henri, where do I begin? I mean, you're a man in his sixties, I believe. Sixty-three years old. Oh. So you were not certainly alive during this period of the Nouvelle Vague, New Wave, any of that, but you have chosen it as your study. Yes, I have, because I feel that this period of uh, film making, uh, film innovation is very important, and I have always been attracted to this particular era of filmmaking. I understand that you spent some time with uh, Jean-Luc Godard uh, in, in uh, I believe it was Switzerland, uh, visiting him for for a book that you that you uh, did on him, along with the photographer René V. Uh, how how was that? What was that experience like, Godard? Well, I can remember very well arriving in Zurich, in Switzerland, and then we. We're taken by private car to Godard's residence on the edge of Lake Fafi. He greets us himself at the door very, very warmly, very warmly. He was smoking a pipe. He was wearing a jacket. He brought us into his rooms and we began to talk. And I, my first question, my first, can you imagine? What was your first question? I'm, I'm struggling to think what I might have asked him uh, out of the gate. Well, I asked him first, did you did you have a relationship with these women that were the actresses in your film? What? Oh, well, that's rather personal. I mean, you you really you really had the uh, the courage. To- yes, I did. And I said, did you poke them? 
And he said, yes, I had relations with Catherine Deneuve. I had relationship with Anna Levy. Well, also, he said, I have relationship with René Papi. And he was very, very adamant uh, to suppress any, any rumor that he had had an affair with Jean Belmondo. <laughs> well, that would have been something, you know, my... I think Belmondo was a pretty macho guy. Yes, he was, but I'll tell you the truth. He enjoyed both sides of the fence. Oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's quite a, that's quite a uh, statement there. Um, what do you think is important, uh, in the education of, of a filmmaker as you see it as a critic? Well, first of all, it is important to live your life fully. Many people live a life of quiet frustration, sitting behind a desk in front of a computer, and their dreams are never realized. Filmmakers make their dreams reality. Oh, it's not easy. I could tell you stories. There was one filmmaker I remember, 19, 19 in the 70s, I believe it was. His name was Carlos Fater. What, what was it, Carlos, see, Carlos Fatieu, Fatieu, see, ah, very good pronunciation. Carlos had a dream. He wanted to make the definitive film on the filmmaker Carl Dreyer. Do you know who he is? Of course, um, Carl Dreyer, very the essential, essential uh, uh, filmmaker, a brilliant genius, started... Started it all, really, didn't he? Yes. So Carl Dreyer had a car, and he would drive every day in his car. This is Carl Dreyer uh, driving his car? Yes, driving his car through the countryside. And from this activity, ideas would come to him for future film projects while driving, you know, his mind in kind of a meditative state. And then he crashed and killed killed the family on the road. A tragic. Killed them, ran them over. Killed them immediately while he was dreaming his next movie. Killed them, the family. Oh, I think I remember reading about that, that that he did run over a... I think there were... It was the whole family. It was six people, right? Yes, and a, a two two family friends. So there were eight people altogether, killed them. A big pile of people dead in the road. Carl Dreyer killed them. Boy, I wonder, how did he recover from that? Carl Dreyer, for the rest of his life, lamented this horrible crisis. He didn't feel good about it. He was very sad his whole life. But his dedication to cinema allowed him to continue. And if you see any film that he made after this horrible accident, there's always a car. Yes, there's always a car. Do you notice this? Generally entering from frame right, crossing the screen, exiting left. And then you hear a horn, beep, 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 like that, every film. And this was an homage, if you will, to the people that suffered 
on that terrible, fateful day. Well, Henri, what 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 new projects do you do you have uh, uh, coming up? What what films are you seeing, criticizing, and recommending? Oh, there are so many. There is a film by uh, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Roberto. Fatu, 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 I think Fatu. Ah, Fatu. I, I remember his film about the Chinese immigrants in Canada. Yes. Uh, La Tune, La Tune, yes. He has a new film coming out about a dog. A dog? It's a, it's an animal movie like, like Disney. Far from Disney. This dog not only can talk, but he can read the minds of the human beings. And so, naturally, the evil people, the bad people, want to take him and use his talent for reading the minds, and they do. He is kidnapped. And I won't tell you much more about this. Spoiler alert! But when George Clooney enters the film about maybe one-third away as the American investigator, look out! Fireworks and sparks! I will not go any further, but I certainly reckon this film. Well, Henri, we, we thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule, uh, to, to, to talk with us here in Oaxaca, in Southern Mexico, our little cinema show. And we do wish you all the best. Do you have any suggestions or uh, advice for uh, aspiring filmmakers? Yes. Get the money. Get the money from the people. Take the money. Make the movie. But get the money. You need the money. You, you have, you need money. So get the money first. I don't care how you get it. Rob a bank. Kidnap a people. Steal it from the church. Whatever it takes. Get the money. The money is the basis for all production. And then you make art. But without money, you're eating cereal every morning instead of sirloin steak. All right, then. Thank you very much, Henri. Uh, as we say, uh, bonjour, bonsoir, and merci beaucoup.